save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. Do you ever get tired of the same old thing? Looking for something new and exciting, but not really sure what to choose? Let us over at Kings Coast Coffee take the guesswork out of your coffee subscription. The roaster's choice is an always changing coffee surprise selected and chosen by our head roaster and always a crowd pleaser. Shake up the way you wake up with the roaster's choice. Five, four, three, two, one. Did you count? Oh, no, I was adjusting your audio level. And so in my head, Kevin, I was counting, but in my, I did not move my mouth because I was looking at this thing. Go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, count again. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. I swear to God, I counted down in my head. I was, I was, I was counting in my head and I was looking at the audio because I was mix, messing around with my mixer. Sorry. This is it. This is the opening of the episode. Fuck. You know that, right? <laughs> Just shit. Okay. Hey. We did it. Ugh. Episode 67 of Star Wars and Scotch. Uh, we're going to be talking about episode four or sorry, chapter four of the book of Boba Fett. We have a nice Twitter rant we want to talk about with you. Um, and there has not been much other news on Star Wars. Sorry, uh, They're really focused on book of Boba Fett and whatever's coming next. So, um, but how are you, Tim? I'm good, Kevin. I'm, I'm okay. Are you sipping on some delicious Kings Coast coffee this morning? I am. Oh. I am. I made it at the office and, uh, that's where I'm recording. I am live from the rare drop studios in Tampa, Florida. He's drinking been wanting, Kings Coast. He really wants to start off the shows like that now. Just live from Tampa Bay, Florida. It's the rare drop show. You can say live from Darkness 429 Studios. Live from Florida. Darkness 429's garage. It's Darkness 429. You 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 built a studio in your garage. You don't have to call it a garage anymore. It doesn't work as a garage. It functions as a studio. Live from Tim's sex dungeon. It's Darkness That's 429 in the go. morning. Good. Now all your thirsties are going to... They be- already call it my sex dungeon, Kevin. Yeah, they're going to clip it now because you said it out loud. Yes, yeah, so if you guys head on over to facebook.com forward slash darkness429, you too can see my sex dungeon. That has lots of Star Wars decor, so come it on does. over. It does. Tim has way more than me, and I'm, I'm jealous. Sorry, Kevin. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You have all so right. much cool shit in there. Um, but yes, I am sipping on some delicious King's Coast coffee this morning. I made it with some oat milk because uh, I milk? wanted something... A little sweeter. I oh. was not in the mood for black this morning, so I put a little Scotia oat milk in there, and it's delish. It's delish. It's good to hear, no Kevin. No sugar. No sugar. No sugar. Um, so, yeah, head over to kingscoastcoffee.com. What I did see is all the advantages have changed for becoming a subscriber. You actually get a better discount now. But um, the biggest thing with that is we had yeah. a, uh, an on sale for one of, uh, you know, one of our one-off products. And I noticed that the subscribers got 24 hour access and almost bought the whole lot themselves. Oh, so are we talking about the, 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 the Jamaica blue mountain coffee? Maybe. Oh, um, 
So yeah, they they almost bought the whole lot themselves. So what I'm trying to say is being a subscriber, no better time to join the Kings Club. So head over to kingscoastcoffee.com, check it out. There's plenty of perks, new perks that you can get if you join the club, but this is one of the bigger ones. If you're a coffee connoisseur and you want the good stuff, you really should be a subscriber at this point because it's just going to benefit you so much. And don't be mad. And don't say, Kevin didn't warn me. No, but we've got time. so many perks now, Kevin. I mean, like. It's so good. Wait, there's points. You, too, mm-hmm. could have your own affiliate code. You could. you could, If yep. you have friends that like coffee and you want to get rewards and, like, you want to, like, make something off of, like, getting your friends hooked on King's Coast Coffee. And head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and check out our You don't even have to be program. a streamer. Just you don't have to be a streamer. You could just be it. just like average Joe. You could be super awesome Mike who works in the office and just has a bunch of buddies who like coffee. So, hey, Mike. Like Mike who works in our office? Oh, yeah. Hey, Mike. It's <laughs> probably the only Mike that listens. Episode uh, four, chapter four, Book of Boba Fett. It was you good. Loved this episode. I liked this episode a lot. I thought it was really good. I thought it tied it, obviously. Well, the big thing about this episode is they hinted at Din being a part of the show at least seven times. Are you going to talk about the ending right now? Well, just because okay, they all right, played. You know what? Fine. Fuck it, Kevin. Okay, so the ending is not going to. I don't think it's going to involve Din next episode. They played the Mandalorian music. Exactly. They they played the what? The Mando. Oh, you think the other Mandos are going to come and help him? Kevin, what happened? About this. What happened to the group of Mandalorians after they helped Din Jaren? escape the bounty hunter guild they escaped the bounty hunter guild kevin mm-hmm. so who's on the run from the bounty hunters din not just din that entire oh, guess, yeah. that entire group of mandalorians are now on the run from from i would assume from the bounty hunter guild and so well, my theory is is that Din is going to go find the Mandalorians or there might be a Mandalorian sect that is on Tatooine and he recruits them because he's getting muscle. He already has Chrysanthemum. He needs more muscle, by the way. Yeah, that oh my God, it was so good. Okay, so, okay, can we just talk about how soft those Transdotions were real quick? Oh, my God. What the the hell? Were you sitting there like me and just going, he's going to rip his arm off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he held him. He held him just like um, Chewbacca held on to. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you watch the deleted scenes from episode seven, the way he holds on to uh, Umtar Plokt or however you say his name, Chewbacca holds in the exact same way and then rips both of his arms off. So yeah, that was I mean, really that's what Wookiees do. Wookiees, that's like one of the, their like staples. Like that's like one of like their things they do is they rip their enemies arms off. And for a Transdotion, when he did that, I was like, I'll grow back. That's the, their yeah, lips grow back. back. It's okay. So he, him ripping the Transdotion's arms off. Everyone's like, <gasps> but no one's like, oh my god! Everyone knew that the Transdotion was going to grow his arm back. Yeah, he's just he's going to grow his arm back. I it's just no I deal. really liked how they not they gave the nod to the gladiator ring. I thought that was really cool. They gave a they yeah. gave a lot of backstory to Christanthon in like thirty seconds, which was great for me because I didn't read the doc the, the Doctor Afra comics. So for me, that character is still very new, very fresh. But for a lot of other people who are you know much more intense Star Wars fans than I knew already know that character. So I thought that was really cool that they did that. Yeah, the other thing that does is it opens up and again i don't know if they've discussed gladiatorial stuff in the past in comics and other content that i may not have touched yet but it opens up the door because the gladiatorial stuff plays a huge role in night seal republic uh remember you have to be a gladiator in the game uh, at one point um and then uh there's other stuff in swotor too so it does open it up back to introducing those kinds of things and the champions from the pit into canon because a lot of them become legendary in you know one era or another so it it's a good thing for the health of the universe and things coming back into play uh and new ideas and and new things because obviously what we saw especially in book of boba fett we're seeing the whole cyberpunk side of oh my uh, god star wars i love I'm loving it i like how they I, call the group the mods i had that I, that was the mod i chuckled to that i thought <laughs> that was really good yeah but it's very cyberpunky like we said last week where it's just like we haven't talked about any of the bio hacks and bio mods that are in the star wars universe and knowing that there's these parlors essentially how it was in cyberpunk where you just walk and you're like i'd like a bio mod 
I thought it was funny how he said, like, aren't you a little old for this? Yeah, they're all teenagers. <laughs> I noticed that, too. I'm like, these are all 20-something-year-olds. Like, why are they, like, why Why is that? Why is it, like, us, the younger generation? Like, why are we the ones that are so obsessed over biomods? Because the body can probably handle it better than an older person's body. True. That's very true. They can they can regen. Well, I mean, but they also have back to tanks and stuff. So it's like, eh, is that true? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the like, logistics I mean, Boba there. Fett or maybe looks it's amazing now. Look how they like they made Tamora Morrison's skin go from being just completely burnt off, like he'd been in the sun for seven years straight, to like now looking all healthy and plump and full. Like he looks amazing now. Maybe maybe it's a fad. Like you know. Maybe. Uh, oh, mom, I'm getting a body mod. No, you're going to yeah, ruin could, your I mean, body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could be piercings and tattoos of, yeah. of, that, of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the, the, the mod parlor was fun. I thought it was funny when he said, aren't you going to close her up? And he said, and, and, yeah, and cover hide up all that, that beautiful beauty. work. <laughs> I feel like as a, as a tattoo artist or someone who has tattoos and who has friends that are tattoo artists, you would assume that they also feel the same way. It's like, why would you oh, want to yeah. cover up all this beautiful work that I just did? Yeah, no, I was vibing with it. I got it. I, I felt it. Um, I the only interesting thing to me was was this with Finnick and the rescuing. Mm-hmm. What is Fennec's motive? Is she truly tired of being an assassin? Why is she mm. with? I didn't really <laughs> get th- that. I didn't understand why she just kind of flipped from you know I want to keep being this to I'm going to roll with you and see how this plays out is it does she actually believe what he's saying um because he's obviously introducing a concept into the underworld that is not too popular yep so i'm really curious what you think is she being genuine yeah i think she's being genuine but what's the motivation why is she giving up this life that she's made a ton of money off of obviously to do this i think i think knowing the way that boba is going about this whole new mentality of just existing in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she recognizes that he, 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 he has mentioned multiple times throughout the season so far saying that you don't need to work. And he even said it in the, in the trailer, in the opening recap, it was like, you don't need to work for scumbags. You don't, you shouldn't work for, for these people. And I think, I think Fennec understands that like the last job she took on, she died. She literally yes. died for it. And she's like, I think to her point is seeing Boba Fett's go, his mentality of being a little more soft in the sense of going about and, and extending a hand instead of just mm-hmm. chopping it off first. Um, you know, like he, yes, he, he, he's gone and he's closed up these, these loops that he had left hanging. Um, but I think for the most part, he has, he's definitely changed. She, when she said like the Tuscan Raiders have made you soft, he's like, no, it's just, it's made me stronger. And he's right. He is stronger. He's mu- he's a much different character than he was five years ago. Outside of Django and outside of the little gang he was a part of when he was a child, he's never had a family. Really been no one else, right? He's never yeah. had a family, and that's when he said, "Is like I, you need a tribe." And I think that finally clicked yeah. for him because, to your point, Kevin, he's always been on the run. He's always been by himself. He had a couple. He had a couple bounty hunters that knew of Boba Fett because they were friends with Django. And so they took Boba under their wing to kind of like teach him. And he, he kind of like, he kind of quickly became the leader of that, of that group. Um, mm-hmm. But still it was no more than all of these individuals in a group, all looking out for themselves. And Boba Fett, I think understood watching how all the Tuscan Raiders, like they all leaned on each other for certain skills and certain things. Like he understood again, that family concept of like, it takes a village. So I yeah, th- he definitely envied the community aspect that the Tuscans had. Yep. Um, and I think know, Fennec but- sees that, and I think she understands it, and she's like, "Why do I? Why? Why do I need to try to put my neck out all the time for these people that want to just serve themselves and not serve me?" Boba Fett saying, "I promise and I pledge myself to you to make sure that you're safe." Like that was a bond, and like that was a that was a very important moment for the two of them because it was like, "Hey, I've got your back as long as you've got mine." And she's, I think that to both to, to Fennec's point, she's never had that either. She's always, she's been a lone assassin. She's probably been by herself. She's been just taking bounties when she can find them and, and that's it. And she's made a name for herself killing people. But I think she wants more than that. She even said, she, she said like, it, you know, we don't get to decide when we stop. And so I think that's like, she, if she knows that she can't quit this lifestyle, she might as well just make the best that she can out of it. And Boba Fett 
has proved immediately to her, like then within like the first time they met, saving her life, taking care of all these things, they already built a very, very strong bond very, very quickly. And then that last dialogue that they had outside of Boba Fett's or um, J- uh, Jabba's palace uh, before they got the fire spray, I think that right there just sealed the deal for her. She's just like, I, I just should just, I, I might as well just stick it out with this guy. Yeah. And, and segueing from that in the same vein, you know, season one of Mandalorian, we saw world building, understanding new characters. And then by the end, we were doing the video game ask building a crew and a team to go on mission. Uh, we saw a little bit of that in season two. And I think it ended with the potential for camaraderie in season three. In this, it's following a similar formula where he's building, you know, a base and an army basically to fight the pikes and uh, defend Tatooine. And it was interesting at the table with the other families, with the Transdotians. And I don't know the other two. The Aqualish is the one. I don't know the other aliens. Uh, the one all the way at the end. The dog uh, looking guy? The, yeah, the dog face. I want to call him a mud folks. pup every time and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and that was interesting because he's right. They're not stupid and they know the pikes would eventually come for them too, but they're making a ton of money now and they don't want to cut that off. So his way of saying stay neutral, but now he does need an army. So as he's building his friends, I'm wondering this, this is a one-off show. This is not going to be a, a series that happens in multiple seasons. I, I now Originally, I was like, there's a chance Boba dies at the end of this. I don't think that's the case. Mm -mm. I think they're giving Boba a new identity for the this era of Star Wars. And you're going to see more of Black Chrysanthemum. We're going to see more. Obviously, we've seen Fennec in almost every piece of new Star Wars media, which I have no issues with. She's a great character. Um, And I love that Ming Nguyen voices her in the cartoons, too. That makes me happy. She's so Uh, cool. So. With that being said, I feel like we're on that journey again to build this team, and then that'll be Boba's syndicate by the end of this. Um, and I noticed they're not using words like crime lord and syndicate no, and all of this house. with Boba. It's very mafia. Yep. It's very like family daimyo, which is Japanese term. Yep. Uh, it's very because it feels it's more like the mafia. Respe- it's more respected. The old school mafia, old school mafia, old school gangsters, because it wasn't just like crime, murder and and, and like that. It it was a part of it. Yeah, it was a big part of it. But it was it was again, it was this um, Robin Hood. You know, it was Mm -hmm. taking from taking from one to give to the other. You know, it's it's that continuous um, building of an antihero that I love so much about his character. And I really didn't think I was going to love Boba Fett. And I thought about this too, Kevin, to your point of like, they only have six episodes or seven episodes to do, to do all of this. Mm -hmm. And that's it. But Boba Fett will continue to live on. There's no way that they just kill Boba Fett off at the end. And which gives him fluidity to not be tied. Honestly, like I thought about this too, is I wish they would give him another season just because I like his character so much. But because of the timeline that we're in and they're continuously building more stories within this time period, Boba Fett now has the freedom as Tamora Morrison as Boba Fett has the freedom to move around and it allows him and it allows Boba Fett, the character to continue being put into new stories being told via different mediums as well. Animated books Mm-hmm. Uh, in cart, uh, uh, comic books, you know, any of that. So I, I like that a lot. I like that for him. I, I really have come to really like this. I like this character more than I ever liked Boba Fett from old, because like he actually has, he, he actually has a spirit, I guess, to him. And it's just like I really, I really like the Shogun attitude that they've given him. Like I know it's a lot of Tamora Morrison's spirit of like his culture. Um, like that, like that, I, that I get, a, I always get this like very Islander, like Maui vibe from him every time. Like I'm like, I'm watching him on screen, but I like that about him. I like that presence. It's, it's very, um, it's very, what's the word? I don't want to say primitive, but it's very, um, it's just old. It, it, again, it feels like that, like Japanese, like Shogun samurai. Like he just feels like there's so much honor in everything that he's doing where before like Boba Fett, um, of like the original trilogy just felt like this just scummy, just bounty hunter. Like that was it. Like there was nothing to him other than just up, just a, just a villain. 
And and now he's a character that I've really actually come to be attached to, which is weird because everybody else, I feel like in the Star Wars universe, loves Boba Fett. Anytime I've gone to Star Wars Celebration, there's Mandalorians up the ass. Anytime like you ever talk, like when Battlefront, people freaked the hell out when, when Boba came out of the Sarlacc pit. We'll get to the Sarlacc pit in a second because that scene was so awesome. Um, but like Boba Fett, just I could never understand why people loved him so much when he had... No screen time. He literally had two lines and he had a total of like, I think five minutes on screen and people love him. And, but now I get it. It's interesting because you and I felt the same way about Boba Fett, which is apparently very rare uh, that, you know, I know there was not much meat on the bone. That was always my issue with him. It was like, he's this polarizing iconic character that no, no one knows jack shit about unless you've read comics. And then once they, you know, canned legends in EU, it was like, okay, now he really has no backstory. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, he was just this thing that existed uh, in ether. So it's great to learn more about him. I definitely have changed my feelings on him because of this show. Um, you know, he's a more fleshed out character. Like you said, he's not this scummy bounty hunter. And he might have been at one point, but maybe he's just grown as a person and has decided that honor and he wants to be more like a Mandalorian if you're really breaking it Honestly, down. Honestly, yeah, he feels Mandalorian. Yeah. And I think that's part of the the shift in saying that him and his father claim to be Mandalorian. And I say that on purpose, not because oh, I don't think I he totally is. I totally forgot about that. I forgot he was a foundling. Oh, my yeah, God. So I, do, oh, I, I don't, that makes so – I like that. Wow. Yeah, I don't – I don't – I say it that way on purpose. Not that I disagree or agree. Yeah. It's because there will always be controversy when that comes up in the Star Wars universe. I'm not talking about fandom. Right. I'm talking about Mandalorians will probably always have a problem with him saying his father was a foundling uh, and was a Mandalorian. Yeah, but they can't he, they he, can't fight that, though, because the chain code. Kevin, that's how he gets the freaking Mandalorians. He brings up the freaking chain code. He brings them. He's interesting. Like, right. he, he walks. I guarantee you, John Favreau is going to be in the freaking armor. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like. I'm a Mandalorian. Oh, you think they're going to bring out the oh, Vizsla? Of course, dude. A Vizsla's going to come out. I don't know which Vizsla that is. I, I don't know, but he's going to come John Favreau's character. He's going to come out. Well, John Favreau's played a couple of Vizslas. He's not, he's, he's hasn't been, wait, no, he was a Vizsla and who else was he? Who was he? Who was Death Watch? Who was he, was Vis, he was Vizsla twice. Okay, he was so he's two Vizsla. different Vizslas. Um, Paz Vizsla is the one from Mandalorian. So he's going to walk, he's going to walk up to that crew that saved, that saved uh, Din and he's like, I'm a Mandalorian, just like you. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, brings up chain code. Look. Well, they did say they were going to move the Coburn. They're going to move the what? The Coburn. Their, yeah, their exactly. Little, but we don't know where they the moved it, but they were in Outer Rim. So them moving to Tatooine could make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said, like, get out of here. And he yeah. said, we'll have to move the curb Coburn. And he said, this is the way. Remember? Uh-huh. In the most, one of the most epic Star Wars scenes ever. Yeah, it was ever. so good because it was an awesome Western shootout. Like, it was so neat. But it makes sense. And that's and that's where the, that's where that, I, I guarantee you, that's why they did the Mandalorian theme song. It's not going to be Din. Everyone's going to be like, oh, Din Jaren's coming back, blah, blah, blah. And it's no. He needs muscle. He needs fighters. He can't just do it with just Din. And Din's off with Katie Sackhoff, going to go with the dark saber, going to go figure that stuff out. Yeah. So, yeah, I like your theory. I don't think it's going to be that, but I like your theory and I kind of hope it is um, just because of the way they run Star Wars. I think it's going to be Din. I just um, I don't see I, him leaving Tatooine and I see no reason for Din to come to Tatooine like Din's business is done. There is no reason for him right. or Bo-Katan with the Darksaber to be coming to Tatooine. So unless he sends out some tight beam communication to Din, which I don't think he does because before the fire spray flies off, he says, my debt to you is paid, right? Isn't that, isn't that what he says? Or something to that extent where he just like, he says like, that's I'm done or, or something like that. And then flies off. Yeah, they were even. That yeah, he said like, he's like, yeah, he's like, we're too. even. And then boom, he flies off. So there's no reason for them to communicate with each other. I'm 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 with you. I like it. And I'm not even speaking from a logical standpoint. I'm speaking from a marketing Disney standpoint of connecting everything and bringing him back. Mm -hmm. That's why I think they would do that. I like the way you're describing it much better as a plot point, And it would make more sense for the future. Uh, and, and as Disney brings Mandalorians more into the fold, because Mandalorians are such a huge part of EU and Legends, it's like yeah. such a huge part. And their lore is so rich. And the, the wars with the Jedi, everything's so cool. I just want more man. I want the Mandalorians to have their own movies. You know, I would love content on the Jedi Mandalorian Wars from way back when. Mm. So the more 
that you bring in people that are not Din Djarin, that are not um, uh, the the other Mandalorians we met in in the show, the better off I am because yep. I want more. So I'm I'm with you 100. I don't think that's what they'll do, but I I love that as a, as a plot point. So what do you so what do you think they're gonna do? I want to hear for, I want to hear your 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 the theory. Thi- I I just think they're gonna do the cookie cutter like they played the Mando music, they teased him. You know he's gonna call in help from Din, maybe not the rest of the team, but Din and maybe some of his friends. Um, obviously not. But Cara who are Dune. his friends? <laughs> he's got no. He uh, has no one left. Could be other bounty hunters that they worked with in the past. Ah. Uh, from the guild maybe because they're all buddy buddy like that like that's why him and black or santa know each other so why wouldn't there be other ba- like maybe maybe <laughs> maybe bosk is gonna come to oh, the rest jesus rescue. christ dude i don't want to see i don't want to see another uh transdotion for a while i was god Stop, I was so they're pissed, wonderful dude. they are wonderful but that entire scene it made them look like pushovers and that's well, not how transdotions are. Transdotions, not no, but every transdotion is that's warlike. Not the, but they are naturally, innately, just ready to fuck shit up, Kevin. Like they also, are, that's they, like an eight foot tall Wookie that is everyone in the galaxy knows how dangerous Godzilla. he is. Godzilla, like there was three of them there, and they didn't do anything. That's my that's my problem with that entire scene. Is transdotions are hun- they're hunters. Listen to me. If that Wookiee picked me up and was about to rip my arm off, would you jump into the fray or would you be like, you're on your own? <laughs> I'm also I'm also not 500 pounds of muscle, so I don't know. I don't know I what don't that know. would feel like. So I just I feel like the big lizards have always been made out to be like these nasty, like especially in Rebels or in Clone Wars. Whenever the Transdotions showed up, they were terrifying. They were hunters. They could cloak. They would like track you with smell and they would just like they were scary. And even like skier in the High Republic is terrifying. Skier, skier. Um, I'm just, uh, I have a, I have a question for you. Sure. What happened to all the other Gamorrean guards? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That entire scene where like we have to time it right when they're getting the fire spray back. Yeah. There's like seventy five yeah, yeah, guards yeah, there. All and of these red two. dots show up, and they're like, well, "We have to time it right." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So it's gonna be like a stealth mission, and it was like there was four people the entire time. Also, that stealth mission was like me trying to play Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I was looking at that, and I was like, man, if this is me in a video game, I just blow through the front door. I'm not going through yeah, this Yeah, I sewer. always try and sneak, and then I get caught, and then it's just like, and let's just, do this. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, time to open it up. I feel that. But where did all the other Gamorrean guards go? Uh, Lunch break? That's one hell of a lunch break. I mean, they're, oh, really, dead. We're I mean, they're really big. Hey. I don't know. It's just weird that they all disappeared and he only oh, has two. Oh, you're now. talking about when oh when Bib Fortuna died. I thought we were talking about during the fire spray. No, scene. I'm talking about from Bib's time ruling to Boba's time ruling. Oh, we I ended see. Up with okay, because in the scene where they're going through Jabba's palace to get the fire spray out, I know what you're saying. Yeah, there's like a hundred guards and we only see four of them. But okay, to yeah. your point, the Gamorians. I bet you they ate each other. Bib stopped feeding oh. them and they got hungry. Interesting. That's what pigs do. They're gross. Also, the fight against the Pikes obviously is going to be the scene where he's riding the Rancor. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, he's 100%. going to be going through Mos Espa on the back of a Rancor. Because he's built. He's built again. It goes back to the video game thing. It's like you have received Rancor shows up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, but he's been. <laughs> you have partnered with Black Crescenton. <laughs> but he's been. Uh, he's been training his his uh, his Rancor for a bit. You recruited the mods. Uh-huh. You know, that's how I'm. That's the vibe. I'm when he getting said mods, I thought this. I thought of Boba Fett as a streamer and like my little mods like running around like banning people. Like that's what I thought of when she was like, "The mods <laughs> will take care of it." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, they do." You they should do. do a portrait of of four of your oldest mods. Oh my god! And like yes. superimposed on them with on the bikes and everything, oh, and hanging so in your good. office. Yeah, I like that idea, Kevin. That's good. <laughs> Uh, also, while we're on the topic of the mods, people were mad last week. Why? About the Power Rangers? The Power Rangers and Cyberpunk and this isn't Star Wars. Da, da, da. Look, my body modification has been a part of Star Wars since day one. You want to know why? I'm going to give you a little bit of information underneath that black Darth Vader armor. Yeah, he's also he a looks- cyborg just like that only has way more modifications mm-hmm. far more than anyone in that group so wouldn't it lend credence to and i already know the answer to this because if you follow eu legends or current canon there's body modifications all over the place what about uh what's his face lando's uh uh second in command what's his name i never remember his name oh the guy with the band on his back 
Uh, of his head? It's going to bother me. I don't know, Kevin. It's going to bother me, Tim. I anyway, body modification. Um, uh, Lando's. Yeah, you're going to look for it right now? Yeah, because Lobot. Thank you. God, that was going to bother me. Um, It's a part of Star Wars. It always has been. Just because it's being presented in a different way that reminds you of other IPs doesn't mean it's not part of Star Wars. So stop it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah, just turn the shit off. You don't have to. I don't need to see. If I type in Boba Fett, I don't need to hear it. (laughs) I don't care what you think. I really don't. I'm enjoying the show. I think it's, is it my favorite piece of Star Wars content? No. Am I enjoying it? it. Yes. Yeah. Will it be part of my, my watch through in chronological? Yes. So just, if you don't like it, don't watch it. I'm so over this, which we'll talk about in a second. I want to talk about one other thing before we transition, but I'm just so over the negativity. It's like they could release an episode that gives everything the way that someone would have wanted it from E or Legends. And you know what they would say? Wasn't good enough. It wasn't the way I imagined it. Yeah. That is always going to be their excuse. You know, if Mar- if Mara Jade gets introduced into the EU, obviously they're going to have to change her character because already they've made lore choices that would conflict with how she was in EU and Legends. But there is a big gap where Luke could be in a romantic relationship. Regardless, if they introduce her and it's played and she's played by Karen Gillian, I guarantee you people. Are, nah, that's, that's that's not how I would have imagined her based on my, you know, when I read the comics when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Like, let them be creators. They're creating something new. No one took your Legends books away. If you really like Boba and Legends, go back and read your books and your comics. Enjoy them. But stop trying to ruin it for other people just because you don't like the direction they took. It's so juvenile and stupid. So before we go into that, where do you think the mayor is right now, Tim? Where do I think the... I think the mayor's hanging out with the Pikes. In cahoots? Yeah, for sure. Why? What do you think, Kevin? No, I'm just curious because they said he can't be found. The mods are looking for him, and his assistant is just singing like a bird, according to uh Yeah, I th- Fennec. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna show up in uh at the final episode or something. Or or they'll they'll catch him doing he'll slip up and then he'll say like he's been helping the pikes and all that stuff. Yeah. That's that's yeah, what I, I see happening. Um I also don't, obviously we've established last episode that we don't think he's in control, so it would make sense. No, no, he's a puppet. He's 100% a puppet. He's too juvenile for running the show. There was really no Easter eggs from last week's episode that we didn't cover, ironically. Uh, There was a, the one thing we didn't mention was when he talks about riding bigger creatures than the Rancor, that's a throwback to the holiday special. Um which someone said the funniest thing online is that Boba should go into the tank and they should do the dream sequence and it oh, should be him no. dreaming about when he's in the holiday special, but it's completely <laughs> unmodified, like still animated. And the best comment I saw was like, yeah, I mean, he did that while he was high as fuck on spice. So. <laughs> and I was like, that is, that would be amazing. Please internet before so the show ends, someone on YouTube, please make this happen. That's fine. Um, I like that. Pretty much everything important for Easter eggs we actually covered last week. The one thing that Tim caught that I actually missed this week yeah. was uh, our buddy Rex from Star Tours got a new job. Yeah, I like that, dude. He's doing poker. <laughs> so if you know uh, R3X in the original Star Tours, he was RX24. Um, you know, his nickname is Rex. Uh, not to be confused with Rex the Clone Trooper. Yeah. But. Uh, he go ahead, Tim. You're the one who found it. You tell him. Oh, so the, the the cool thing about this is that he was the original pilot for Star Tours, and then when they updated the ride, they removed him, but then they put him back in. Um, where did they put him? They put him over in uh, Smuggler's Run. Um, you could find him there. Um, but I really thought it was cool that they put Rex in again in uh this casino scene which i thought was was really really cool i like that he has a he has a place in the star wars universe that because a lot of people don't remember him now um because it because that ride is so old like star tours has been around for so long and they needed to update it and they needed to do more things with that ride so that it felt you know current with the times and and rex was was the original and i think they needed to up if you go and watch if you watch uh imagineering on Disney Plus, there is a Star Wars episode, and it gives you the entire backstory to how 
the entire Star Tours ride came to be, uh, what it looked like from development all the way into its implementations, um, how they've continued to update it throughout the years. It's really, really cool and it's definitely worth a watch. But I'm really glad that he's here and he's he's in the show. I thought that was really neat. Also, the other Easter egg, uh, and we already touched on this, but people are like, how do you know it's him? Uh, confirmed this week when Garza, when Black Chrysanthemum leaves Garza's cantina and she turns and goes, hit it, Max. Yep. So we do know that the Max Rebo band, even though we already said it, we already knew, completely confirmed Max Rebo band is, is found a new job, survived the Sarlacc pit, and uh, is back uh, working again, which we're all happy about. I can't believe that he's alive. <laughs> Like that, just, he's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, that really just blows my mind that this guy is alive, or the what entire they, team or, is alive, or or Lattens or something. I can't remember his race. Let me look it up. Or Lattens, or Lattens, uh, Star Wars, or Tolan. He's an or Tolan, or Tolans in Swotor. They actually like they talk about how hardy they are, and and there's one scene where one gets possessed by a dead Sith, and it's the creepiest shit you've ever seen. Oh my god! Because this little blue like squeaky creature, all of a sudden his eyes go red, and he's got this red mist, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" <laughs> that was um, awesome. Before I go into the Twitter rant, you sent me this last week: the Knights of Ren trailer. <laughs> Real or fake? Tim? Fake, hundred percent fake. It's not real. It's fake, unfortunately, because Disney would have taken it down by now. Yeah, I really, and really, they really, 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 really wanted that to be real. Whoever made that, they I hope did. Lucas they is did. hiring them. They definitely did a, a just a stellar job. It was, it was so good. Um, I'm, I'm honestly really, really disappointed that it's not real. Uh, only because it just, it looks so good. Uh. I'm I'm really disappointed. <laughs> Not gonna lie, Kevin. I was really pumped for this. The other reason that initially I was like, man, there might be some truth to this is it was rumored after the Lego special that had Ren the character in it that Christian Slater was going to be playing Ren because he played him in the Lego special. Oh, um, and then when I read the Ren comic, which you read too, yeah, you see the face, the gray-haired guy. You're like, oh, that could totally be Christian Slater. Yep. <laughs> so uh i was like maybe but yeah it just the animation is phenomenal but you could tell it was like made by a small group yeah not someone did a, a someone did a, a breakdown there's a couple couple scenes where it's just like oh yeah it's not that's not it but there's definitely like whoever mixed the music did a phenomenal job there's a mm-hmm. there's a part where it's like the da, 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 da. that part is mixed into something else and it just sounds so it just sounds so star it's very star wars but it's so different and dark that's why i was like man that could definitely be a disney plus show because they've done that with a lot of the music is where they use a show they make a tone for the show like mandalorian um, has its the do do the the flu like the the big didgeridoo the do 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 very tribal sounding and then Book of Boba has the da 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 like it but it still all steals feel it feels very much the same. Um, even even uh Bad Batch has its own thing where it still feels very much so Star Wars, but it has its own vibe. And so that that music at the end, I listened to it multiple times, like holy fuck, like they did it. Like they used this part from Star Wars and they made it sound really dark and, and like Sithy, you know, but it was as soon as as soon as the 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 Knight of Ren like comes out and he looks like the witch queen, witch king from from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I was like, no one looks like that. And there's only so based on Star Wars canon, there's only two people in the Knights of Ren that have ever wheeled a lightsaber. The the original leader of Ren. the Knights of Ren, who's Ren and Kylo Ren, who killed Ren to become the leader of the Knights of Ren. So those are the only two people in the history of the Knights of Ren that have wielded lightsabers. So even though the Knights of Ren are in tune with the dark side of the Force, they are Force-sensitive, but they are not, like, Siths. They aren't, like, Force um, wielders in that sense. Yep, I so. agree with you. And you you hit all the points, so... It's unfortunate. It was exciting for a moment. So Whoever made it is very talented. Hopefully they get a job with Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm because they deserve it. Dude, the scene um, where he just yes. stands on top of the TIE fighter and ignites both the lightsabers. I was just like, oh, <laughs> it was just so good. 
the uh, they will they will not be making the Witch King of Mustafar movie, unfortunately. Oh, but even the Mustafar, like all of that, was just so good. Like someone spent time on that. Someone oh, put God, a lot yeah. of hours, months of time into that. Someone saw the end of of Rise of Skywalker and said, "Man, they got done dirty," and decided to make that because <laughs> they did. They did. They did get. They got pooped on. So it it. it it sucks. It was really cool. I love fan stuff like that, so I'm always looking for it. Uh, that was a fun one, but unfortunately, I'm very confident in saying it's not real. And the major one is the takedown. If Disney let that sit for more than an hour, <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. So uh, cool. I agree. Uh, before we before we uh, check out for the day, we wanted to go over one final thing. Uh, I found this rant yesterday. It's from another Star Wars podcast called Around the Galaxy. It's at ATG Cast on Twitter, um, and they went off on some you know what we were talking about a little bit earlier in the episode. And I'm going to read the rant because uh, I don't want to take anything away from what they did. Again, it's ATG Cast Around the Galaxy. If you want to check it out, um, and this is what they wrote. There's a pattern among those that don't like Disney-era Star Wars. Outside of looking for inane details to be mad about, controversies that don't exist, and repeated talking point verbatim from YouTubers who have monetized anger, below is a punch list of recurring themes. One, there is a belief that people who like certain Star Wars content after 2015 are not real fans. Uh, They miss out on the fact that disagreement can be part of the fun of being a fan. Healthy discussion is what fandom thrives on. Tim and I have said this like a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Anything else is gatekeeping and it's gross. Tim and I have also said that a thousand times. Two, use of terms like objectively bad immediately show a lack of understanding of what art or entertainment is. You can't quantify how good or bad a movie is. You can disagree all day about what you like and critique technicalities, but there are no data points on good or bad. 100% true. Three, most of the things they profess to want in their Star Wars are action figure fantasies and millimeter thin storytelling. This yep. is this is a knife to the gut. Action is part of the story. It is not the story. Otherwise, 1990s. Otherwise, it's 1990s coin op Street Fighter. <laughs> Four. There is a bizarre belief that all the people who voice a positive opinion on recent Star Wars are paid by Disney to announce it. I wish, dude. Holy crap. Same. Tim and I would love to be on that payroll. This not only shows a lack of understanding of how marketing works, it shows conspiracy theory level paranoia. There's a cultish we will win mentality, believing that since they did not get the stories they want, beating their chests enough will make Lucasfilm redo their stories, (laughs) which every time people brought that to us, I just laugh because I'm like, yeah, okay. You yeah. know how much money is invested in this? Not happening. It is in line with those that believe, and uh, I'm not going to read that part. Uh, 6A, finally, a belief that Star Wars has been ruined by political agendas. If one finds a political agenda where there is none, it is you who has the agenda. Has Star Wars and many other franchises evolved to reflect a modern take on the world we live in? Yes. 6B, marketing and discussing in interviews how your films are being inclusive is good for business. If go woke, go broke was a proven uh, corollary, I promise you it would not be done. (laughs) Uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are businesses, not grassroots activist groups. And there is a difference between not liking some things and making it your entire personality. This was about the full time. Disney can do nothing to please me, folks. There's plenty I don't love about some of the Disney era. And there is stuff I don't like from uh, OT and PT. That's the rant. I think it's on point. I think it exemplifies what Tim and I have been saying a lot. Even the last part about inclusion, you see people complaining like, oh, Disney's Star Wars gone woke. What is wrong with including other people that haven't been included in the Star Wars universe in the past? What is wrong with that? Please give me that answer. That's probably one of the more infuriating points. And then on the top, on the other side of the spectrum for me is the people that complain they don't do enough. Yeah. Like, you know, all of this stuff about Tamira Morrison and his you know, bringing his cultural identity into the show and them writing it in because he felt he wanted to express himself personally more and have more personal attachment to the character. And then people say it wasn't enough. Like, let the story play out. Let it be what it is. Um, and I'm happy that they are including people that have previously not been in in Star Wars, uh, you know, minorities, LGBTQIA plus people like everything. It is really good and refreshing to see different faces and different things and not the status quo that we are used to. Yep. And I am really getting just like him sick of hearing about, I don't like this comparing it to other things, but Tim and I are the first people to sit here and say, when we don't like something, but we also don't, th- 
yeah, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We don't sit there and go like, well, the rest of this is going to be shit because I didn't like this plot point. Look at look at Boba Fett. Both of us were like, oh, God, you brought him back. And yeah. now here we are a year and a half oh, later. Like, awesome. The show's good. Exactly. So that's my two cents. I wanted to read that rant because I feel like it falls in line with a lot of not the people that listen to our show, but the people that listen to our show that have to deal with those people. So I wanted you to not I wanted you to feel, again, that sense of community like, yeah, I, I may not like X, Y and Z, but I do like this. There's nothing wrong with disliking it. I didn't think the sequel trilogy was great. I also hate Attack of the Clones and Phantom Men. I shouldn't say hate. I still love them personally, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm not a big fan. I think Phantom Menace, aside from the last 10 minutes, as I've said previously, is the worst movie in the entire franchise. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So um, just let it ride. And if you don't like it, you don't have to be a part of it. And I know for some people there is that, you know, oh, I have to let go of Star Wars. I have to. No, maybe you're just not into Boba Fett. Maybe you don't like the sequel trilogy, but there's going to be other content that comes along. But Disney's not going to stop. They bought this IP. They want to make it profitable. They saw what happened with Marvel. They want to do something similar with Star Wars. They realize TV shows is the way to tell Star Wars stories. Oh, yeah. Animated and live action. And then supplement story with movies. And that's what's going to happen for probably the rest of our lives. I think so. So if you're not down for the ride, feel free to enjoy <laughs> your old content and get off. But that's what's happening. And you complaining is not going to change that. At all. Nope. That, that's my two cents. Too much money. Like Kevin said, there's just too much money invested in what we got right now. And and, it, yeah. and, they, and they know it works. Like, it works. It, it does. does well. It gets people talking. It gets people enjoying Star Wars again. I've had more conversations about Star Wars in the past two years than I have in my entire life. I actually enjoy the um, comparisons to EU and Legends when it's done tastefully. Not like, oh, this happened in Legends and now they're doing this. I like saying, what did they pull from this to be inspired to make this now when they retell the story or they're telling a new story? How did they find inspiration in the past? And I got the Ralph McQuarrie books for Christmas and just thumbing through that. You went through them for like 10 seconds in my office last oh, week. Yeah, go, so this cool. is from this. And, you know, I recognize this. And so it is not these baseless people that are not fans of the of the same things you are and were. Mm -hmm. It is people that are taking things that weren't used, small minor details from the past and making them into this, this ever growing, exciting world and bringing things to the forefront that weren't there before. Yep. And you don't have to like every step, but just like I will watch attack of the clones or phantom menace because it's part of the story. It's part of the story and that's the end of it. And you don't have a choice. And if you don't want to be along for the ride, <laughs> don't be along for the ride. It's totally fine. Go find another fandom that you can gatekeep. But, you know, no, but these are the, the same people that are still going to watch it. Like they're going to watch it because they yearn 100%. for it. These are the same people that are going to go to Star Wars Celebration and they're going to sit on the panels and they're going to be like, I love Star Wars. And like in the same breath, they're going to be like, fuck you. You know, it's like you just these are the people that just no matter what, they could get literally everything they wanted and they're still going to find something to be upset about. And yep, it's unfortunate. Like it's just it's the same people everywhere. Like you get it in every walk of life, unfortunately. That was one of the comments is, is this is not limited to Star Wars fandom. Nope. You know, we're going to see this with Lord of the Rings in September. 100%. See video you games know, the all stories. the time. We see it in video. Halo. Yeah. Look at Halo. People were picking apart the story because of X inconsistency and Y. Let people tell their stories. You don't have to like every single minute detail. There are plenty of side quests in games like Skyrim that I've done that are complete garbage that I hated doing. But the overall feeling of being inside of that world was the exciting part you know there was stuff in jedi fallen order that i was like eh, whatever but the overall feeling of playing that game felt really good yeah so that's that's my and again if something doesn't hit me i'm the first person to be like i didn't really like that and you know, there were plenty of episodes of mandalorian where tim and i were like meh it was all right yeah so that's the mentality. I think that's the that's the respectful and positive way. I love disagreeing with people. I love when people uh, tweet us at Star Wars Scotch and say, you miss this or I think this mm. or I'm all about that. That discussion, that theory crafting like that's the fun part of being a fan. Don't be a douchebag. That's the <laughs> shitty part of being a fan. It's not hard. He's right. I love that. Don't be a anyway, douchebag. Don't be a douchebag. It's very simple. Or don't be a, a trying to think of a Star Wars term, <laughs> a nerf herder. Yeah, there you um, go. Nerf herder. I like that. 
you stupid nerve herder. Um, thank you so much for checking out this episode. Uh, you can check out Tim FB.gg slash darkness four two nine. Hello. On what? I said hello. Oh, I thought you said oh, like I no, said something hello. wrong or did I say the wrong you are? No, oh, that's URL? me. I'm that Was person. It the wrong number? No, you're right. Darkness four two nine. Yes, just making <laughs> sure. Uh, you could go check him out Monday through Friday, nine a.m. Eastern ish. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he'll be shooting someone something. He might even shoot Doctor. No, Lupo I'm doing. I'm doing God of War today. I'm gonna be doing some God. Of War. <gasps> yeah, PC yeah, God yeah, of War. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one I'm of excited. my favorite games. This is my of all favorite. Time. One of my favorite games to play. I had a friend uh, just restart Witcher because we were talking about. I'm like three episodes in, and we were talking about uh, something. Something I didn't like on the show. What a concept that I was like, wow, this is different from the games, and I didn't like how they did this character <laughs> journey. Guess what? I'm still gonna watch the show and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, man, next to Jedi Fallen Order, God of War, Witcher 3, they're like the best games of the last decade for me. Um, so, yeah, enjoy that because I was watching Ben play it the other day and I could watch people enjoy that. Yeah, so my first be- playthrough was great, but I think my second one's going to be like really special because I, I already he, know the ending. Exactly. Um, I already know the ending, so I get to look for other things. And I know I kind of rush through stuff. So I'm excited to go back and kind of just. Are like you going to try time. and do the Valkyries? Um, I already did some of the Valkyries my first playthrough. Um, so it's like it's it's fun extra stuff. It's not it's not really fun stream content unless you're like your viewers like really into just watching you grind your face against something. Yeah, I, I killed four of them and I gave up on five. I, I like I think I was on my thirtieth attempt and I was like I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enjoy God of War. And uh check out that King's Coast coffee. All those perks we, we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Make sure you uh you head over there and check it out. And uh Tim and I'll be back next week yeah. for chapter five of the book of Boba Fett. And if you missed previous episodes, go to raredrop.co, click on that Star Wars and Scotch logo, and you can catch up on all of the things we've been saying about Book of Boba Fett. You have a great week. We'll see you next week. Tim, yes, sir. and may the force be with you always always as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.